Welcome to an explanation of the faith as it accompanies Luther's small catechism. The Sacrament of Holy Baptism, the nature of baptism. What is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word. Which is that word of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, verse 19. Baptism is from God, since our Lord Jesus instituted baptism in Matthew 28, joining water to God's word and his triune name. This is how God makes us his dear children and disciples. What does it mean to have a last name, a family name? When God places his name on us in baptism, what does that mean? Read Matthew 3, verses 13 to 17. How are all three persons of the Trinity present and active in Jesus' baptism? How does his baptism help us to understand the work of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in our baptism? As Christians, we are God's baptized people. We are his adopted children, together with all believers, and we live and die in the confidence that he has redeemed us and we are his. How do people answer the question, Who am I? How does baptism help me answer that question? Question 297. What does the word baptize mean? Baptize typically means to wash with water, whether by immersing, pouring, or sprinkling. Christian baptism refers to washing with water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, according to the institution of Christ. Mark 7, verse 4. And when they had come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash, and there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. Question 298. What is different about the water of baptism? The water in itself is not different or holier than any other water, but because God's word and command are added to it, it is a divine water. Ephesians 5 verses 25 and 26. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. Question 299. Who instituted holy baptism? Our Lord Jesus Christ, after his death and resurrection, commanded his church to baptize all nations. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Question 300. What does it mean to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit? To be baptized in God's name is to be baptized not by men, but by God himself. Therefore, although it is performed by human hands, it is still truly God's own work. In baptism, God puts his saving name on us, and it is truly present to bless us with all his gifts as his children and heirs. Numbers 6, verses 23 to 27. Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. Exodus 20, verse 24. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, 
I will come to you and bless you. Read 1 Kings 8, verses 27 through 30, and 1 Kings 9, verse 3. Where is the Lord placing his name? For what purpose? Question 301. Who is to baptize? Normally pastors, Christ-called ministers, are to baptize. But in an emergency, when no pastor is available, any Christian should baptize. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 1. This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Question 302. To whom does Jesus refer when he says that all nations are to be baptized? All nations refers to all people, outside of the church, regardless of age, sex, ethnicity, and so on. Question 303. Why should babies also be baptized? A. Babies are included in the words, all nations, Matthew 28, verse 19. Acts 2, verses 38 and 39 says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is for you, and for your children, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Read Acts 16, verses 13 to 15 and 25 to 34, and 1 Corinthians 1, verse 16. The apostles baptized whole households, which likely included children. B. Babies are sinful and need what baptism promises, the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 51, verse 5. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Romans 5, verse 12, and verses 18 and 19. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. John 3, verses 5 and 6 Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. C. The Holy Spirit is able to work faith in babies. Psalm 22, verses 9 and 10. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Psalm 71, verses 5 and 6. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you have I leaned from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. Matthew 18, verse 6. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Matthew 21, verse 16. And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read? Out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies you have prepared praise. Read Luke 1, verses 13 to 17, and verses 39 to 45. Luke 10, verse 21, and Luke 18, verse 16. As an unborn child, John was filled with the Holy Spirit and believed. The Greek words used in Luke 10 and Luke 18 are unmistakably clear. Jesus rejoices that the Holy Spirit makes saving knowledge known to nursing babies, 
See Luke 10, verse 21. And he invites little children, including infants, to come and be blessed by him. Luke 18, verse 16. Faith is not to be confused with intellectual ability. Those who argue for believer's baptism and reject the baptism of infants or those with severe cognitive disabilities often wrongly maintain that 1. Infants are not guilty of or accountable for sin or able to commit sinful acts. 2. Faith is a human decision that infants cannot make. And 3. Baptism is primarily our promise to God rather than God's promise to us. Not one of these views is based on Scripture. Parents should not deny baptism to their children any more than they should deny them other vital needs. The necessity of baptism, however, does not mean that children who are stillborn or die before they are brought to baptism are lost. We commend such children to the gracious care of their Maker and Redeemer, trusting His mercy and love, even when we do not understand His will or His work. Question 304 What should I do if I am not certain I have been baptized? If you have no record or certain knowledge of your baptism, speak with your pastor about being baptized. He will be glad to help, because God wants you to have the assurance of His promise baptism affords. Question 305. What is the connection between baptism and teaching? Jesus inseparably connects baptism and teaching in Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20. A. Those who are able to receive instruction are normally baptized after being taught the main articles of the Christian faith. Read Acts 2 verses 38 to 41, Acts 8 verses 26 to 39, and Acts 16 verses 25 to 33. B. Infants and young children should be brought to baptism as soon as possible and then instructed in the Christian faith as they are able to receive instruction. Read Luke 18 verses 15 to 17. Mark 10, verses 13 to 15, and 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. Question 306. Why does the church encourage sponsors at baptism? Sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism, witness the baptism of those they sponsor whenever possible, pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction, and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are also to be examples to them of the life of faith and love for the neighbor. Question 307. Are all, quote, baptisms to be recognized as valid? A. No. When Christ's words and command are denied, changed, or ignored, such a baptism cannot be recognized as Christ's work. No other names or titles are to be substituted for the name and words that Christ gives us, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The baptism of groups that do not confess faith in the triune God also cannot be recognized as Christian baptism, no matter what words they use in baptizing. b. In Christian churches where baptism is administered according to Christ's institution, using water and His words, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, there Christ fulfills His promise. Such a baptism is to be recognized. The Blessings of Baptism What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. Which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. 
Mark 16, verse 16. Baptism is far more than a human religious ceremony. Baptism is not a work, but a treasure included in the Word. It is offered to us and received by faith. What is the treasure that God promises to give us in baptism? Read Acts 2. What does the day of Pentecost, and Peter's sermon in particular, tell us about Jesus and about the blessings of baptism? As Christians, we confess, I am baptized. God promised that because I have been washed with water, He has forgiven and saved me. I can trust His promises. God promises that wonderful gifts come in baptism. God's Spirit, His forgiveness and acceptance today, and resurrection and eternal life forever. For Acts 2, verses 38 and 39, and Galatians 5, verse 5. Question 308. What great things does God do through baptism? A. God works forgiveness of sins. Acts 2, verse 38. And Peter said to them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 22, verse 16. Ananias said to Paul, And now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. B. God rescues from death and the devil. Romans 6, verses 3-5 Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Colossians 1, verses 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Colossians 2, verses 11 and 12. In him also you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. C. God gives eternal salvation. 1 Peter 3, verse 21. Baptism, which corresponds to this, Noah's flood, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Titus 3, verses 5-7 to He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Question 309. If Christ has already won full forgiveness and salvation for us, why do we need baptism? Christ has indeed atoned for the sins of the whole world, 1 John 2, verse 2, reconciling the world to himself, 2 Corinthians 5, verses 18 and 19. Through baptism, he gives to us personally the forgiveness of sins that he acquired for all of humanity. As such, Baptism is a means of grace. See Titus 3, verses 5 through 7. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. 
Question 310. To whom does baptism give these blessings? Baptism gives these blessings to all who believe God's saving promises. Faith does not make baptism what it is, but it is through faith alone that we receive baptism's blessings. Acts 2 verse 39. For the promise is for you and for your children, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Read Acts 16, verses 25 through 34. Faith and baptism are put together in the account of the jailer and his family. Question 311. Where are the blessings of baptism received? In baptism, we are adopted as children of God and are made one with Christ and incorporated into his body, where we continue to receive all that our Lord has promised to his holy people. Galatians 3, verses 27 to 29. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to his promise. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 and 13. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Read Acts 2, verses 41 to 47, where we see how the newly baptized believers were included in church life in teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. And Ephesians 2, verses 19 through 22, which describes baptized believers as citizens and members of God's household. Question 312. Is it possible for an unbaptized person to be saved? Yes, only unbelief condemns. Before the institution of baptism, Old Testament believers were saved through faith and the promise of Christ. Those who believe the gospel and yet die before baptism are not condemned, because they have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. See 1 Peter 1, verse 23. However, faith does not despise what the Lord promises and gives in baptism. The unbaptized should not delay in receiving baptism. Read Luke 23, verses 39 through 43. Although Christ had not yet instituted baptism, the thief on the cross was saved through the word of Christ. Question 313. Is it possible for a baptized person to fall from faith and be eternally lost? Yes. It is true that God's promises in baptism stand even if we do not believe them. However, all who reject God's promises to them and die in unbelief have abandoned baptism and do not receive what God has promised. They will be lost. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12 Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Luke 8 verse 13 And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe it for a while, and in time of testing fall away. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Question 314. How does baptism help me in my life and death? Baptism is God's work, and what he does is sure and certain. Nothing is more certain in all the universe than the name that God has placed on us in baptism, 
the name by which God reveals himself to us. Baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we have God's own pledge and promise in baptism, that he has forgiven our sins and delivered us from death, hell, and the devil. In times of doubt, temptation, or failure, and especially in the face of death, we can boldly say, I am baptized into Christ, and be certain that the comforting words of Romans 8 verse 1 are true. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The Power of Baptism How can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the Word of God in and with the water does these things, along with faith which trusts this Word of God in the water. For without God's Word the water is plain water, and no baptism. But with the word of God it is a baptism, that is, a life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. Titus 3, verses 5-8 through Did you choose to be born? When the Bible calls baptism a birth, how does that help you understand that your relationship to God is not something you choose for yourself, but a gift that He gives? God's Spirit, Word, and Name make baptism more than water. It is a washing of new birth in which our Heavenly Father adopts us and gives us the inheritance of eternal life through faith in His Son. Read John 3, verses 1-15. through 15. Why are Jesus' words confusing for Nicodemus? What does it mean to be born again? That is, born from above. According to verses 3 and 5, what does the new birth give? As Christians, we can say, I am baptized, I am washed, I am God's own child and an heir of heaven. My confidence in these great gifts is based entirely on God's word and promises. I have so many faults and problems that I might lose hope. But God does not lie, and God's word cannot err. He has washed me clean. I can trust Him. He will help me in every trouble. Question 315 We see only water in baptism. How does water work the forgiveness of sins, rescue from death and the devil, and give eternal salvation? Our Lord's institution of baptism puts these blessings into baptismal water, and faith receives them. Note, in the Old Testament, God's word promised healing for Naaman in the water of the Jordan. When Naaman believed God's word and washed in the Jordan, he was cleansed of his leprosy. 2 Kings 5 verses 1 through 15. Now in the New Testament, God joins his word to the water so that it is the instrument of God's saving work. Read Ephesians 5, verses 25 and 26, Galatians 3, verses 26 and 27, Colossians 2, verses 11 through 15, and Acts 22, verse 16. Question 316. Why is baptism called the washing of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit works in and through baptism to create faith in Christ Jesus, adopting us as children of the Father and making us new creatures in Christ, who now live, not according to the flesh, but by the Spirit. Titus 3, verses 5-8 through He saved us. 
not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things, so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Read Romans 8 verses 11 through 17, noting its emphasis on life according to the Spirit and not the flesh or our sinful nature. Question 317. Is a Christian's faith in baptism or in Jesus? This is a false alternative. Baptism and Jesus cannot be separated. The Christian faith is in Jesus and in baptism, for Jesus has put his word of promise in the water. Faith takes hold of Christ where he has promised to be for us. To trust in baptism is to trust in Christ, who saves us through the washing he has joined to his word. As Luther explains, it is certainly not just the water, but the word of God in and with the water that does these things, along with faith, which trusts this word of God in the water. 1 Peter 3 verse 21 Baptism, which corresponds to this, Noah's flood, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Note At the time of the Reformation, there were several false understandings of baptism. Roman Catholics taught that baptism worked simply by the performance of the rite, apart from faith. Others, Luther called them new spirits, taught that baptism was an empty ceremony with no power to bestow the salvation promised by God's word. Both false teachings are also present today. Luther's answer in the Catechism rightly emphasizes both the power of baptism to create faith and the need to receive baptism in faith. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. What Baptism Indicates What does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Where is this written? St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Romans 6 verse 4 How do people today try to make themselves new? Baptism embraces our entire lives as believers. It means death to all our selfishness and sin, and that God is making new people out of us. Read Romans 6, 1-14. What happened to us in baptism? What does baptism mean for our lives? As Christians, we confess, I am baptized, and now I have a daily battle, confessing my sins and drowning them, and also living the new life according to God's goodness and love. Baptism sets the rhythm for our daily lives as Christians. 
How do we drown our sins and evil desires? What kind of new person or new man is God making out of me? Question 319. What is the old Adam? The old Adam, sometimes called the old man or the old self, refers to us as fallen creatures. We have inherited a complete and total corruption of our created nature from Adam, which results in unbelief and rebellion against the Creator. Ephesians 4 verse 22 Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Question 320 What is the new man? The new man refers to us as restored creatures of God in Christ. We have been united with Christ by the washing of rebirth, which results in new, spirit-created attitudes, desires, and actions. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Question 321 How do the old Adam and the new man interact? They are engaged in an ongoing life-and-death struggle with each other. Galatians 5, verse 17 For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Question 322 How does baptism picture what the Christian's daily life should look like? In the waters of baptism we have been buried and raised with Christ. Therefore, we should continually resist every impulse of the old Adam until he is drowned once and for all when we die. At the same time, we should continually give free rein to the new man until he rises in final victory on the last day. Romans 6 verses 3 and 4 Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Ephesians 4 verse 24 Put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Galatians 2 verse 20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Note, when infants were baptized in Luther's day, they were dipped down into the water and then raised up out of it, providing a vivid picture of the daily drowning to sin and rising to new life that baptism signifies, and actually is. Read Colossians 3 verses 1 through 10, and notice how it describes our new life in Christ. Luther writes, When Christians are baptized, they give ear to the gospel, read Holy Scripture, partake of Holy Communion, and love their neighbor. Question 323. What words do we use to remember our baptism? We remember our baptism with the words, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Matthew 28, verse 19, which is the Trinitarian invocation. When we use these words in the divine service or in our prayers, for example, Luther's morning and evening prayers, we recall and confess before heaven, earth, and hell all that God has given us in our baptism. Victory over death and the devil, Romans 6, 3-6. Forgiveness of sins, Acts 2, verse 38. God's grace, Titus 3, verses 5 and 6. The entire Christ and the Holy Spirit with his gifts, 
1 Corinthians 6, verse 11. Note, the Trinitarian invocation may be accompanied by the sign of the cross, made at our baptism upon our foreheads and our hearts, to mark us as redeemed by Christ the crucified. Question 324. How do we rightly use our baptism? We rightly use our baptism when we live in repentance and faith in the triune God, who has made us his beloved children. In this way, one sees what a great, excellent thing baptism is. It delivers us from the devil's jaws and makes us God's own. It suppresses and takes away sin and then daily strengthens the new man. It is working and always continues working until we pass from this estate of misery to eternal glory. Thank you for listening to The Explanation of Our Christian Faith as found in Luther's Small Catechism, brought to you by St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Oviedo, Florida. This podcast is from Luther's Small Catechism with Explanation, copyright 1986-2017, copyright 1986 Concordia Publishing House. Used with permission, all rights reserved. Purchase a print copy of Luther's Small Catechism with Explanation. Please contact CPH at 800-325-3040 or visit them at cph.org.